Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, we're live in Miami from Autotask Community Live. This is Stuart Phelps, along with my partner in crime, Stu Crawford. Good morning, Stu. Morning, Stu. What's going on? You know, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful day. Looking out the window here. It's it's fantastic. Um, welcome to the MSP show with us, Stu and Stu. Stu squared. It's nice of uh, Joe P to kind of tweet that out uh, on 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 uh, the bar guy yesterday about our event in Chicago, which we'll get some more uh, info on later today. But we're going to kind of talk a little bit about Autotask Community Live. We do have a very special guest. We actually have two. Um, I'll start with the, the most important one to me, my wife, Lori. She's sitting across here, and um, it's great that she was able to uh, come to, down to Miami. But we also have the beautiful Kate Hunt with us. Kate, how She's are you? She's the first lady of the, the IT industry. Yeah, so we both have tweeted that Kate Hunt is the first lady of the IT industry. Congratulations on your new designation, and good morning. Good morning, and I have there are far worse things to be called. I am the first lady, so I will take that. Right on. And I think it's something we should promote. It's a great, a great thing. Let's keep that going. Well, it's, it's official. It's been on our Twitter and our Facebook this morning, and now it's on the MSP show that you are the first lady of the IT industry. I understand that the presidential office is still open, however. <laughs> I'm not running for it. Um, I think we'll, we'll – you know, let's give that honor to – Bob Godgard, he needs the title these days. Is he the president of the industry? I, I, well, he, he is the chairman of CompTIA. That is true. And so, you know, and he just gave up his title of uh, chief visionary officer of, of Autotask, so he needs a new title. So let's give him president of the industry, of the IT industry. So Bob Godgard is now officially the president of the IT industry. He got three electoral votes. Sure, sure. We'll give him a three, three electoral votes. Isn't that how most elections go these days? What well, if it works in our political system? Yeah, you right? get three and you win. I don't know how they do any, how they do any candidates. Both the same way. About the same way. So, guys, what are we going to talk about today? There's been a lot of stuff going on here in Autotask and the industry and the cloud. Cloud's been hot. And, you know, and why don't you talk about the cloud a little bit? Well, I think what we're finding at Autotask this year is that the big questions are all around the cloud and what it's going to mean for us and how we're going to adjust our businesses to incorporate it. How are we going to make any freaking money when the margins are so slim? And in some cases, we can't even resell directly. We're cut out of the middle of the transaction. What we're going to do to continue our services business when we don't have to support, we don't have to manage, at least not to the same degree, what value do we provide to our customers when those things are taken off the table or out of the equation? And it's a, it's a difficult question, but when it when it comes to the future of IT services, that is the, the answer. That's what we need to figure out before we can move forward. And what I'm finding is that pre-sales consultants, charging for your knowledge and your thought leadership is, and that's a round of applause spontaneously. Yeah, that's about. awesome. Great. That's, that's what I tell people all the time. That's great. So we're, we're on the same page. You have to charge for your knowledge. In the past, it may have been that you were charging to row the boat, Right, to actually maintain and support and install and deploy, we have to shift into steering the boats that are, are our clients' businesses. We're going to take that one step further. We're going to charge for showing people which boat to buy. That's right. You charge for which boat to buy. And I, I like the whole boating analogy since we are here in Miami and all the cool boats are going by. But, um, folks, you know, if you're out there and you're looking at being a, let's call it a CSP, a cloud service provider, you, know, you can do a couple different things. You can 
resell someone's cloud, uh, whether it's Microsoft 365 or or Reflection or whatever. Google Apps. Google Apps. And Google's here as a sponsor at, at Autotask. A uh, little shout-out to our friends at Google. Exchange uh, Defender. Who? Right. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Exchange Defender, uh, Reflection, Spam Soap, Kaseya's got a SaaS offering. Autotask was the first true SaaS product for our, for our industry. But you can, you can, or you can build out your own, which is kind of exciting. Um, on my flight out here um, from Phoenix, I was sitting across the aisle from a guy from Parallels. No kidding. And no kidding. And he was actually coming here to meet with Len from Autotask. And uh, it, we had a really great conversation about how bars need to embrace the cloud and build out their own cloud. And, and you know, my buddy Stu Crawford has been a very successful MSV. And so if you were going to do it again today, how would you embrace the cloud? Oh, interesting question. Well, here's what I, here's what I think. That is, a, that is a loaded here's question. How, here's what I think. I think we got to stop worrying about the cloud. I, I, ran, I ran my first business at a hosted terminal server business in 1999. Dude, ASP or application service provider back then. You know, then I ran a hosted email system in 2003. We never promoted it as an internet-based application. We just it was just a new way of doing business. And I love what you said about you know thought leadership and and doing it that way instead of you know who cares where everything. I don't care where the application resides. How do you use? How do we, you know? How do we, how do we keep it secure? And that you know that's the important thing. I don't. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here in the hotel in Miami. I'm connected to multiple different applications globally. Where I don't care where they're located. I don't. We're using a cloud-based service right now to do the radio program. Right. Where are the servers located? Who cares? Yeah. And you know what's funny is uh, my laptop has been up in the room the whole time. I've been on my iPad down here in the conference the entire time. I haven't. You know, I just check on stuff from my laptop upstairs, but. Everything I do is in the cloud, and my mail, my applications, and whatnot, and I can run them on my iPad. So, you know, the cloud. You know, even when I was in MSB, I embraced the cloud. And we got one of our one of our partners sitting here, Wendy. You know, as a security expert, how are you embracing the cloud? Well, I try to show my clients all the options with things we can do in house on their site, as well as comparing it to cloud options that are available for them educate them and help them make the decision of what's best for them. That's good. And, you know, my wife, Lori, she works in she works in corporate business, and um, she runs a uh, pretty good-sized call center. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of ask you a question. You don't have to really – you just can just nod. But it, at your company, do they have any Internet-based applications that you guys run in, in corporate America? Okay, and she says, yeah, she has a lot of, she's all the way across, and we have a waterfall behind us. But how vital are those to, to you and your staff? Okay, so even corporate America, she said, you know, she said they couldn't run their business without them. So even in corporate America is embracing their clouds. They're probably building their own, and that's what a lot of MSPs should do. Yeah, they work with, a, you know, multi, multi-million dollar IT budget, but, you know, some of your clients don't have that, but... You guys can create a cloud for uh, your own private cloud in the data center for free and expensively. And so I'm going to let Kate, you know, kind of address that a little bit. Well, here's the thing. I actually wanted to go back to what Lori was talking about because in the enterprise space, in the corporate IT world, what's happening, in it, and this is a trend that I've been following for about the last six months, if you look at job descriptions, 
for chief information officers and chief technology officers. And if you look at, you know, job ads when people are recruiting for these executive information management positions in large organizations, the skill sets that these organizations are looking for, for a chief information officer, are not technical. No. They are business skills. Today's CIO is not really a technologist. Today's CIO is an MBA who understands business processes to to Crawford's point about what's it going to do for your business. I don't care where the application lives. I don't care how it works. Does it serve my business needs? Does it solve my problems? So the point that we need to learn is that our CIOs in the enterprise space are becoming business-oriented, and yeah, we need to also. He's about to jump over me and, and grab the column. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I like to think of myself as some sort of a visionary. So 10 years ago, I had the same vision around the, um, you know, I had to change my way we did business 10 years ago. We had to become business people versus technicians. And I'm going to make a prediction, a very bold prediction here on the MFP show right now, and you can, you can write this down. I'll write that on my iPad. There you go. If, if, you, if you are not either focused on, you know, some unique uh, unique IT kind of offering, if it's security or uh, application type of services like CRM or Microsoft Dynamics, I think most technical people are going to end up working in a data center in five, in five years' time. I couldn't agree with you more. I agree. And the ones that understand business process and business, uh, and business acumen will be, the, will be the virtual CIOs. Because most CIOs that I know, are not technical people. They understand technology, and they understand how the business world uses technology, but they have somebody else to turn the screwdrivers for them. Absolutely. They, they are not technically minded people. They're not rowing. They're yeah. steering, They're that's steering right. not rowing. And, you know, we had this conversation over breakfast this morning about, you know, uh, you know, running your business, okay? And, and I was advising uh, Wendy, it's time to hire people. It's time to have somebody do the work for her. Um, rather than her doing it because, you know, she needs to lead her business, and, and that's what I do with, you know, my larger clients that have 5, 10, 15, 20 employees. Um, they're not out there crawling under desks anymore. They've got their people doing it, and they're building relationships, and they're creating their solutions, and they're building out their cloud and, and, and whatnot. You know, I saw a really – I'm going to kind of change the subject a little bit, but I saw a really great solution here from InFocus. I don't know if anybody saw the InFocus booth. It's friggin' Awesome! It's uh, they've got this. It's called, like a, like a mega pad thing. The 55 inch LCD flat panel works like an iPad, and um, you can do your video conferencing and whiteboard. And I I want one in my office. And actually, in um, I want all my partners to be selling to, to these clients to their clients because it'll do everything. It'll it'll increased productivity. I mean, how, how many enterprise clients, uh, you know, like security clients or banks or whatever, do you work with that they need to have video conferencing or they need to have, um, you know, rem quick remote meetings and instead of getting everybody on the phone, they can all just go into a, to a, a conference room and everything's on a whiteboard and, and the thing's amazing. Go check out InFocus, um, uh, InFocus.com. And uh, I, I kind of tweeted about it yesterday. I'm going to actually write a blog tonight about about the, the coolest products I've seen here, and I, I've got to I've got to say, InFocus is probably top there. InFocus is in a really good place in the market today too, actually, because Microsoft just acquired Skype yeah. in no small part to find a way to do just that. Yeah. You described, because even Microsoft can't do it yet. So actually, InFocus is in a really good position because they're ahead of the big players in the industry. Yeah. And well, that's like anything in business. If you are the, the early adopter, mover, the right. first mover. That's where most of the money's made. Yep. Right. Absolutely. 
So, so let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop talking clouds. Okay. No pun intended. <laughs> no, we are not talking clouds. Oh, that's right. Looking You know what? Let's talk about looks cloudy for just give us two seconds. Uh, give us kind of the rundown about what looks cloudy is about and the blog and, and what you guys are talking about and you know. So, if you're not already following the LooksCloudy.com blog, we are all about the future of IT service. And all of these things that we're discussing about the virtual CIO of the future and what our businesses are going to look like as a cloud solution provider or a managed service provider or whatever terminology we're going to decide to give it, how are we going to make it through this big transition period that we are in today? So if you're interested in some real advice, some non-sponsored, actual, real thought leadership and expert commentary from some of the smartest people in the industry, including the folks on the MSC show today, <laughs> that I, I encourage you to come and check it out. And actually, if you're interested, we have an exclusive club called the Cloud Masters Club. And if you email editor at lookcloudy.com, you can get signed up for the Cloud Masters Club and get access to some exclusive information, some, some rumors, and some early information that we can't promote publicly. So give us a chance. If you want to sign up for the Cloud Masters Club, just email editor at lookcloudy.com. All right. We're going to move off the cloud for just a second. But as you know, we're, Stu and I are doing our uh, MSC Mastery event in in uh, Chicago, June 21st, and we'll, we'll promote that a little bit more. But anybody who signs up for your um, uh, for the Cloud Master, for your Cloud Master, we'll get 10% off our event in Chicago. Okay. We're going to set up a nice little discount code for you. So I'll let you put that up there. And you'll see a blog about that on the Cloudy as well. Right on. So check out LooksCloudy.com. So you wanted to move off the cloud there, Stu. So, okay, let's talk about other things that are happening at this event, because it is a great event, right? Yes. So one of, one of, the, one of the trends I'm seeing is the move towards so – we had a keynote this morning on market. And since I'm a marketing person, let's talk about marketing. 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 Yeah, I, think I, I think it's huge and important. Not, not to say that, you know, that any one person or any one service is the best. I mean, I always encourage MSP to do their homework. Yeah. I recommend you list it. I don't know. Well, that's just what I do. I'm a little more humble in my, in my own recommendation to myself. ABP. Always, always be There you go. You got to get your own horn. You know, I look at the whole push around niche. Finding a niche. If it's a... Uh, a technical niche, or as you guys see down here, niche. Or a vertical specialization. Or vertical specialization. Right? Let's talk about our friend Enrique. Okay, let's talk about Enrique. Enrique is really, you know, taking a, a leadership role and moving toward Microsoft Dynamics CRM. Yes. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Why are not? Why are more MSPs not looking at that kind of stuff and saying, even though we're beating them over the head, look at verticals or specializations, why are they not acting on that? They're scared. They're scared. One of the questions I, I ask partners is, you know, what are they afraid of? And a lot of it's uh, getting out of their own way, or they don't know. Again, conversation over breakfast this morning. You know, if you don't have the expertise, collaborate with somebody who does, folks. Okay? You know, the, the point is this. If I visit my doctor, I want my doctor spending his time learning how to be a better doctor, not learning how to market his stuff. Or not and learning how to be a IT person. And not learning how to manage their network. That's right. So I think, you know, to your point about collaborating with an expert rather than trying to become one, that's specialization, isn't it? That's I focusing agree. on your core competency and outsourcing things that are outside of that. Right. Talking about outsourcing marketing, um, which is probably be the subject of our, our show next week. But, yes, we're going to know, talk about that next we're week. We're going to talk about my, my blog post from earlier this week 
um, on next week's show about outsourcing your marketing and and how you how a lot of MSPs might be quote unquote spamming or those services are spamming. But yeah, don't you know if you're not an expert if you if you're an IT technical person or a CEO, don't try to be something you're not. Do what you're really good at, and um, you'll be successful at it. I, I you know we've worked together and we're good at what we do and. Our job is to help people, and you well, know. The hardest part of that is often seeing yourself in your own business. Yep. It's when you're involved, when you're engaged, when you're in the middle of all of it, when you're emotionally invested. It can be really difficult to see clearly what you are truly good at, what those core competencies are, and that's often the biggest hurdle that stops people from ever getting there. Right. Because you have to be able to detach yourself from the emotional investment in order to make a, val- a, a valid assessment of what's really there. I agree. Now, I don't do my own legal. And I don't do my own, well, I try to do my own accounting, and that turns out to be a mess. So I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know what, let's, let's figure out areas of specialization or things that we can do and focus on becoming a better IT security expert or CRM expert versus trying to figure all this other stuff out internally. How about a help desk expert? Look who just showed up. Yeah, we got a great help desk guy just showed up. So We got Wayne Goldstein. You want to kind of chime in here? We're chiming in on uh, how uh, IT professionals or MSPs um, are trying to be everything and they're everything to everybody and, and, you know, they're not really mastering their own domain. Is that a good way to put it, not mastering their own domain? Um, yes, I agree. You have, to, you have to own your identity. Own your identity. So. Yeah, oh, I agree, especially if my folks obviously is the help desk, but with the help desk, um, you've got a relatively highly paid technician who may be taking level one calls on how to, how do I bold and work? So is that really a good use of the utilization of that? So instead of, instead of there's times where you should consider what you are providing and the cost of providing it and outsource, um, outsource even you know, from doing your website stuff, because that's something that you really need to control internally. Same thing with help desk, same thing with, you know, the, the raft, raft of items that, a, that a, um, an MSP deals with. I agree. You know, it's, um, it's outsourcing things you're not good at or the things that cost you too much money. Um, and that is, by the way, eating our own dog food because right. that is the very value proposition that we present right. to our clients. So it, it makes sense that we should understand this, right? Yeah. Sue, what's your take? Well, I have to speak ignorance here. I was doing some audio check, so I missed the question. Oh, oh you just put him on the spot? I'm totally put him on the spot. <laughs> um, but the, the, the question is about outsourcing. And you being an outsourced marketing company and, uh, again, we're going to get into more detail on next week's show uh, about being outsourced marketing. But, but when you were an MSP, how much stuff did you outsource? Not enough. At that time, we wanted to do everything internally and keep it all in house. And you know, there's not a morning that goes by that I don't wake up and say, I wonder if I should start an MSP all over again. And okay. usually that lasts for about 30, 30, 30 minutes or so, and I have a smack yourself across the face and say, Get a clue. I have a cup of coffee, and that that thought goes away. Oh, I tell, but I tell you, coffee? you guys drink a, few, a little bit I, up there. I tell you, well, what, what I would do, though, if I was going to do it over again, I would outsource my help desk. I would outsource everything else I needed to do. And I would have a very bare-bone, minimal staff. Maybe a couple people that can go out and do on-site calls that we had to do on-site calls. But I would try to keep the experts. You know, you have GMS folks. You have people like a third tier who can do the you know, third or fourth level technical work if needed. You have, a, you have somebody like Wendy who can you can outsource security work to. By the way, Wendy, by the way, for all the MSP people, you need a security expert, give her a show because she is the best. She definitely is the best. Is, is, is her new sign-up yet? 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll announce our new site next week on on the show. But uh, security expert, you definitely want to talk to Excel Security. She's she's phenomenal, and so uh, but, I, I've seen the work she does. Yeah, to answer your question, I would outsource everything. Yeah, I agree. What would you do with your your RMM tool? Would you would you put it up in the cloud? Uh, what's the cloud? What's the cloud? Would you, would you use a hosted RMM tool? I would use a hosted RMM tool, yeah. And, uh, I would have a hosted auto task, like auto task, or other PSAs that are in the cloud. I would, why, not, why, I would not own anything. Why would you not use the best PSA in the cloud that, that was designed for the cloud? Exactly. Well, yeah. that's what we're here for. You know, I think it's worth pointing out at this juncture that the primary competitor to auto task promoted solely on-premise build-out to the exclusion of all things hosted until, what, like six weeks ago? Are you opening up the, the exclusion discussion Was that here? six weeks ago that he finally changed his mind? Uh, I'm not mentioning any names. I've got to stay vendor neutral, go out of town. No, but wait, wait, Kate, are you opening up the exclusion uh, discussion here? No, I'm only making why, a point Why that certain companies who were supposed to be here are not here right no, now? I am not going to open up this conversation at all, although you seem to really want to, Sue. So if you want to take those rates, you're more than welcome. Well, let's talk about community, because Bob talked about community yesterday. To me, community is all-inclusive, not exclusive. So why would you want to exclude people from it when you can include everybody? That's what I like about Autocast. Everybody's welcome to play in our fan box. Yeah. Open and integrated was the terminology they were using in the keynote yesterday. Yeah. They're open and integrated. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think it's really relevant. Autocast would be first. Cloud, truly cloud-based PSA, the only truly cloud-based PSA. And one of the other things that Bob Gottgard said recently or in his keynote that was so unique was to that point about core competency, there is enough. And the thing that we're fighting against, the thing that we're fighting against is not the alternative PSA, but the lack of a PSA. We're not competing. Autotask is not competing against the other PSA providers directly, really. They're competing against Excel, right? Well, they're competing against Excel. They're Excel competing spreadsheets. Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, not a, yeah. They're competing. You know, they're, I'm sorry. Yes, an Excel spreadsheet, not yeah, Excel. Not, yeah. They're, they're going. They're going to. You know, from what I see, uh, again with Mark at the helm now, um, they're going to compete with all the big CRMs, uh, Salesforce, um, uh, ERP. You know, uh, Sage. Sage. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So. Um, we got, we got, how much time do we got left, Steve? We got seven minutes. Um, I don't know how many of you guys follow us on Facebook, but I, and all three of us are Facebook friends. We're real friends. We're sitting here together. But one of the things I want to talk about is this new, oh, I don't know, I'll call it a um, tabloid, industry tabloid that's out on Facebook these days. Gossip monger. Gossip monger called Channel Watchdog. And... I don't know what they're doing or what they're about, but I don't think it's healthy for the channel. You know, if you remember Bar Cruise, which wasn't all that long ago, it's not too different because the channel watchdog thing to me is um, childish. I, I agree. Childish, childish, vitriolic, just sort of um, dirt. It's, it's, I, I'm I calling it a tabloid. I will tell you in my personal opinion that is unprofessional. I think it's extremely unprofessional. Now, they're calling out a, a, a certain training company that we've all, that we're all associated with, with or, right? or and we've been involved with, and you know, and we're not going to throw our, our 
opinions around about uh, about that training company. They do provide a, a service to the industry. But you know what? We all make mistakes. There's errors out there. We've all made mistakes somehow, somewhere. And I don't think anybody who's writing a tabloid or, well, let's just call it bullshit. I mean, let's just call it bullshit it's out there. Made, right? um, I don't think they should throw that around. I mean, if, if somebody has done something inappropriate to a client, they need to deal with that internally and and you know the people that are that are throwing their dirty laundry around need to wash it and, and deal with it and you know it you can know, it, it could be dealt with in the courts or it could be dealt with one on one and to my knowledge those things are actually being dealt with in the courts. But it doesn't need to be dealt with in a public forum in I think I think there, there is a time and place for a public forum. However, this is not the appropriate way to go about it. I agree. I think that, and, and, and I will acknowledge that Channel Watchdog has presented factual information. They have presented copies of letters and documents and things that, to my knowledge, weren't doctors. So they are, they're, they're not lying, is what right. I'm saying. Well, I've got a copy of all those lying. same letters. Right. And the, the letters are sort of common. They were passed around the industry. Yeah. Fine. But they're not lying. And I do think that there is a place to blow the whistle and expose them. That is important. Uh, I, Every industry needs that as a checks and balances sort of function, but the slanderous, libelous, smear campaign, personal agenda of hate is just yeah. to deceive. And that may not be true. That is my assumption that that is where this the writer of the channel watchdog even called me out on their Facebook page. And that that I think you, I can only assume that that's the place that the writer yeah. of those things come yeah. from. I could be wrong, but I can only yeah. assume that it's just. And you know what? Whoever it is, you know, that's a lust for them, but. You know, just like Bar Truth, um, when that was going around, it, you know, somebody's just looking for their 15 minutes of fame, I think. Well, the ridiculous thing is I and, and some folks on Channel Watchdog were having this conversation on this comment thread. Own your identity. The thing that bothers me the most is the anonymity. Yeah, if it? you have this opinion, own it. Yeah. I, if I have an opinion, I will own it. I will yeah. tell you what I, put, I think, and I will stand I will, behind it. And I, I think there's a, there's an issue there with the failure to be responsible and right. accountable for your opinion. Right. I will put my opinion on my Twitter, on my blog, on my Facebook. And you have in the past. And I have in the past, and, and I will in the future. You know, Joe Panettiere a couple of years ago said I was one of the most outspoken people in the industry. And and I'll take that as a compliment, I'll, you know. Um, I like telling it the way the way it, the way it is. So there's Enrique. Hey, how's how's it going? We were just talking about, we were just talking about you here on the MSB show. So we've got um couple, three minutes left. So let's Steve Noel. Good morning. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? So Steve, in 30 seconds or less, how's uh, Auto Task Community Life been going? Day two and. Well, awesome. I think we, um, obviously, day one seemed like it was week one, and uh, last night, I think, just uh, really brought everybody together, and uh, I think this day kicked off well, people in sessions, and really a lot more people uh, made it back from South Beach than I thought, so we're uh, we're doing large. And those who haven't made it back on South Beach are waking up with chosen sand yeah. drink in hand, so... Um, Thanks for stopping by, man. I, I, I wish you were here earlier. We could have gotten a lot more for you. I'm working. We were talking about the cloud. We were talking about Bob and Mark and everything that's been going on. So um, with our last two minutes, we, let's kind of close it out. Let, I'm going to let you talk about our MSP Mastery event. Yeah, so Stu and I are uh, running this great event, June 21st, in Chicago. And uh, we mentioned a discount code. So we set up the discount code for Looks, looks Cloudy. So if you go to uh, 
you know, go to your blog at msdcoaching.com or mine at msdmarketing.ca. Or bookslotty.com where it will also be posted later today. Exactly. And register for our events. It's a full day of training in Chicago. It's going to be hands-on, no death by PowerPoint. You're going to get dirty. You're going to walk in there. You're going to walk home. You're going to go home dirty. You're going to be sweaty and smelly. It's it's going to be a full day of training. You know, it's it's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, if you use the discount code CLOUDY, you can get 10% off. That's, that's your discount code, CLOUDY. Well, i got to tell you, man, I am honored to be able to help present this opportunity to get some more solutions by the out Well, we, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, if the Chicago one goes well, which I think is going to be fantastic, we're going to take it on the road. I think we're talking about Southern California in September. Hotel in September. Uh, uh, maybe Boston in October. Maybe get some uh, little Red Sox playoff baseball in there. And, so uh, we'll tie up the spring training and the spring training team and bring uh, it all circle. Well, yeah, well, spring training will be in March next year, and we'll talk more about that, you know, in later shows. But uh, we're, um, I think we got some good, good stuff going on. And oh wait, oh wait, oh, wait, 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 wait we got Jay McBain for our last minute. We're a minute to go. Jay McBain, senior VP of Community with AutoCast. Hello, Stu Squared. Stu Squared. Yeah, we were quoted Stu Squared. How's how's the community life been? Uh, for, for what you've seen and read in this day, I know you've been going like a million miles an hour. We haven't spent much time together. But. It has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, we've been chasing down, uh, running back and forth, but I think we have over 25 articles out there. There's lots of buzz. I've over a thousand tweets. It's been uh, a level of energy that I've never seen before. Fantastic. What happened to your voice, man? That's Did we be on South Beach? We only have a minute left, too. Let's see. <laughs> I think I left it on South Beach. All right. Well, I saw our good friend last night at 2 o'clock in the morning, so he was up when I was up. Nice. It was all good. Well, with, with 23 seconds left, we're going to kind of sign off for today. This is Stuart Selfs and my good friend Stuart Crawford signing off for the MSP show. If you guys uh, – oh, I'm lady. sorry. The first lady of the IT industry, Mrs. Kate Hunt. So we have president of the IT industry, Bob Godgard, and first lady, Kate Hunt. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you next time on the MSP show.